0: Happy Friday and welcome to the most hard-hitting, honest talk show about plastic surgery and medicine on the Internet and beyond. We got a wild show for you today. First off, flesh-eating bacteria. What is it? I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to show you some pictures that's going to make Sarah squeamish. Next, the plastic surgeon just got arrested for murder. The story is crazy. We're going to talk about, lastly, what are the hidden costs of plastic surgery? I'm going to let you know, and it's coming up right now.
1: Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk, an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your
0: host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Venner. Now it's time to discuss
1: the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for
0: Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a comment. It super helps us out, and we want to hear from you. So I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. And with me, as always, is the great Sarah Bennett. Hello. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> and in the box is the man, the legend, Travis. We missed you last week. What's up, dude?
1: What's going on? How are you?
0: I'm good, man. It's good to see you. Heard right. you were real busy last week. Just a, a tad. Just yeah, a tad. Man. Well, you're in demand because obviously you're good at what you do.
1: Nah, man. I, no, not not in demand. Just uh, just 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 busy, I guess.
0: Yeah, they're working you a lot up here. <laughs> just it's a good busy. studio up here, so. Awesome. Yeah, I've been busy too. In fact, man, I tell you, I like never get stressed, but I'm actually been like a little stressed this week. I mean, just have so much going on. You guys know I'm, I'm trying to, uh, well, I'm in the process of purchasing a building, mm-hmm. which just generates a ton of paperwork. And then we're trying to start this new med spa business. Work's been busy. We got the show. Uh, I'm trying to help out these the local politicians get elected with some videos and stuff. I've just been like Really, kind of crazy busy.
1: Now I know we've been working on a few of those like politician videos. Yeah, like, they yeah. for
0: Denton. We got some more today. It's for Argyle. It's a town. It's so. I know where Argyle. You know, okay. So mm-hmm. Argyle is a tiny little town right outside Denton. And what's crazy mm-hmm. is it's, it's, it's kind it's of growing. a unique place because it's very rural. Like all the property, like we have a small property and we have three acres. Mm-hmm. And so there's these big open spaces, and all these developers want to buy them up and make them into these like you know cookie cutter neighborhoods. And the people who live there don't want that. They like Argyle to stay rural, and it's really neat because it kind of is wide open. There's like horses and cows, but we're in the metroplex. Like it's a, it's crazy. But what happens is, you know, developers want to develop this land, which is, which is zoned rural. So they have to kind of take over the town council and planning and zoning committee to do that. So my wife has been on town council for a while. She was mayor for a short time. Um, she's kind of cool. retiring. And so there's elections coming up to replace her spot and one other. So trying to get those guys get elected. So, yeah, I'm actually, Travis, as you said, we're doing some more videos later. Yeah, go. Absolutely. That's fun.
2: I hope they don't, I hope that doesn't happen to my town that I live in.
0: It's happening going north. Does I mean, I already know.
2: I, yeah. Aubrey's getting engulfed. Is that where you're at? Yeah. It's yeah. getting engulfed. In
0: yeah. I mean, those little towns, that. you know, need to be aware because developers will actually put candidates on town councils and planning and zoning that will do what they want to do it totally against what the people want i mean yeah. it's it's malicious man like it's i could have a whole talk show about it just cuz i've been so involved in it but yeah anyway so hopefully our guys will win um we haven't lost an election since i've been involved with it so and i'm not saying that's because of me i do the social media so i do help out a lot and i like write speeches and like you know help them make little commercials and stuff but Hopefully,
2: use ChatGPT to help
0: you. I use ChatGPT almost daily now. Like, I really, really do. Like, ChatGPT. I know.
2: I wish you would run. I need need to get access to it because I'm. Dude, you can just sign up. If I had it, I'd be like, can you fix my my life? My wife was giving
0: you grief because uh, remember the day we were talking about, or you were talking about how you couldn't do it. And I told my wife, I was like, you should go do it. Sarah said that there's like a sign up. And like, she instantly got on. I was like, I'm going to tell Sarah that. Like, you figured
2: it out. I'll help you. It must have been like on a nine when everybody was bored
1: it could be
0: yeah sometimes it sees a lot of surge yeah so maybe
1: it was chat gpt saying no to you like like it, personally yeah chat just GPT personally. Knows who you are we're like we're <laughs> not letting this kind of people like, she's, <laughs> she's like, a little no. sus we yeah. not on
0: here <laughs> Have you used it, Travis? No, I have not. You should check it out, man. I'm telling you, it's the biggest thing since the internet. I cannot keep telling people that enough. I
1: have been seeing uh, like the whispers of like Elon Musk and like other like tech developers saying we need to like slow down on the um the development of it. I've seen it.
0: Crazy! It's a brave new world out there. And like South Park
2: wrote like a whole episode using (laughs) ChatGPT.
0: Oh, I've got to see that. The
2: entire episode was written by the robot. Oh
0: No uh, way. Oh my god. I am going to watch funny. that. I can't wait to see that. Not
2: like, I guess like not word for word, but
0: like but the- But like the, the plot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, crazy. That's, that's interesting. All right, hey Trel this. Now uh-huh. you know. So we didn't see you last week. You know, Sarah and I went on spring break. You uh-huh. know that, right? Right. And the, and the week before we went off, you were saying that you didn't get to go on spring break, right? Right, right, right. I did not. And I said I was going to bring you a gift from spring break, since you didn't get to go. And you did, and it's I brought here. you a gift. Now, show. Can you show it on yeah, the camera? Yeah, for sure. All right, now, now so I got that I got that in Colorado. Now, Travis, listen up, man. Whatever you do, don't take that by any police dogs. Okay, I got no, you. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, Colorado, brown paper bag. Like, this is going to be really terrible for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Open it up. I want you to see. It's nothing Open crazy it. big. I just oh, I just saw it. I wanted to get you something. I didn't know what to get you, and I hope you like it. It's just it's a minor thing. It's <laughs> dope. It's a beanie, right? Yeah, it's dope. It's from like Red it. Rocks. It's got like the you know that that famous uh, the famous music venue Red Rock. It's a Red Rocks beanie. I, I hope like you, do. You it. wear beanies? I, I do. I oh, do. you do? Okay, cool. And blue is one of my favorite colors. Dude, awesome, man. I hope you like it. I I'm sorry you didn't get to go anywhere for spring break, but I was thinking about you and I, I do appreciate you. You man. know what the beanie makes up for it all, <laughs> I know that's not true, but but thank Well, you. I didn't
2: get anything for you from Disney because No
0: I, well I knew you were gonna be busy, Everything so it's from me, so me and
1: Sarah. Terrible. Absolutely. It's me
0: it's from me and Sarah.
1: Absolutely. No, I genuinely appreciate this. Thank you <laughs> no, so it's much. It's all good, bro. Thank you. I spent Wait, all my and money Sarah, on
0: Avery. <laughs> and
1: Sarah Sarah, you are gift enough. I
0: appreciate you. Oh, you don't oh, have to give me a gift. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Thank> I, <you. laughs> it's absolutely. getting deep in here. I'm picking my feet up. <laughs> now Sarah, before we get on to the segments, you have a, a little announcement. There's a fashion show. Like if you live in the Metroplex, if yeah. you live in Dallas Metroplex, there is a really cool mimosa walk and fashion show in Denton this yeah, weekend, right? This
2: weekend can on you tell Saturday. Us real quick? Yeah. yeah. Um the Mimosa hop stuff starts at eleven, but I think you have to have a ticket for that. So but
0: surely you can get tickets. If
2: you're right. watching it right if you're watching this right now, get the ticket. But the fashion show is free and that's at two PM. On the courthouse lawn, which is the
0: it's like runway pretty, style, right? Yeah, it's the big Dude, pretty building. I want to be there. I'm gonna be working tomorrow, but I'm gonna try and sneak out and come to two o'clock. Two p.m. Are you yeah. gonna be there? Are you on the runway? I
2: am. Um, You're on the runway because I couldn't oh find Oh my enough. god, I'm
0: gonna be. I'm taking video. It's we not, gotta
2: have. It's not that big of a deal. It's that's just, awesome, though. It's just a little dance Do you have like thing? your
0: catwalk, your catwalk strut ready?
2: No. Like,
0: do you have like a thing, or you better learn one, man? You get on. I have <laughs> ChatGPT teach you how to do a runway strat. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting though. I think it's cool. Your clothes are going to be on display.
2: Yes. And then like a bunch of other boutiques too.
0: Nice. I think that's very cool. Denton is a super cool place. If you live in the Metroplex uh, and you're free tomorrow, go check it out. Um, We go up there all the time and do stuff. It's always a blast. For sure. For sure. Okay. I got a wild topic for you guys and we've kind of danced around it a few episodes in the past. Um, But today we're going to be talking about flesh eating bacteria. Now, have you guys heard of flesh eating bacteria
2: yeah you talk about it all the
0: time i talk about it. okay before that <laughs> no right. yeah i've heard of it in like movies
2: only from heard you. of the movies. okay so
0: yeah. so it is a real thing the doctor word for that is necrotizing fasciitis mm. um and uh, i think i got a little graphic. did you already throw the graphic up um, gotcha yeah there it is but oh i, I was... thought
2: it was going to be something gross. no that's there.
0: coming it's coming so i'm going to give you warning when that happens so that's the bacteria there. So, flesh-eating bacteria. So, um, like this is a Cheetos. very... That's what I see. It. <laughs> it do look like green Cheetos. Cheeto pups. <laughs> Dude, stuff looks weird under <laughs> the microscope, man. Um, all right. So, this is a very rare but extremely lethal type of infection. And it got a, no- a lot of notoriety back in the 1990s because somebody famous died from it. And it was Jim Henson who... I don't. You guys may not know who that is. He was the guy who created the Muppets. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. dun 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 Wait, is that the muppets
2: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think i
0: think so. that's how that song goes anyway the guy who I created the muppets, muppets jim henson okay. died of necrotizing fasciitis and so i vaguely remember this from the 90s there was like you know like a time magazine article about it like what is this do we need to be worried about it and of course at the time i was you know like a teenager so i didn't think anything about it but then i get into medicine and then specifically get into surgery and i kind of learned all about this necrotizing fasciitis and man it is it's like serious business. Now, the lucky thing is, or the good thing, is that it's very rare. It has an incidence of about one per 100,000 people per year, which means roughly around 3,000 people in the United States every year get necrotizing fasciitis. That's pretty low, you know, all things considered. Do you like
2: get it from like, being around nasty places or like.
0: Yeah, sort cool of. Off. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a good yeah. question. Like, right, you wanna know. How do you get this? Because like you don't want to like get it. Like jumping
2: in some sketchy-looking lake or river. Or I always
0: advise people not to jump into sketchy-looking lakes for multiple reasons. Um, <laughs> I'm
2: like so. Pretty much every lake or yeah. body of water in Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. The lakes here are sketchy. <laughs> Dude, I grew up on Lake Louisville, Man, that place is like.
2: I go. I take sketch. Avery there all the time.
0: Dude, you can watch like the fish dissolve before your eyes in the water. Oh no! <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not, bad. I'm just kidding. I grew up on the lake. I grew up there. It's not that bad. I mean, I, I mean, go. I occasional go Occasional dead body. Like, huh? No, seriously, people I die there, like on the rag. they tested
2: that lake and found so much um, of the hormone that gr- that girls have when uh, they're on birth control in that water.
0: Hmm. How in the world did that get there?
2: From pee. I oh, guess. from
0: pee. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's a lake full of pee and dead bodies. Okay. Sorry, Lake Louisville. <laughs> it's my hometown. I Yay. feel like I can dog on it. Okay. So this <laughs> is caused by the bacteria. <laughs> this just shows. A bad star. No, good start. It's a good start. Um, so this is caused by the bacteria Group A Streptococcus. Now, here's the scary part. This is a common bacteria that everyone has on them Mm -hmm. right now. It lives in your oral cavity. It lives on your skin.
2: Yeah, I get strep all the time. Right.
0: Yes, it causes strep. The other things it causes sometimes is cellulitis, which is a soft tissue infection. Mm -hmm. Most cellulitis are generally caused by Staph aureus. and I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about that bacteria in the past, but it can cause cellulitis. Now, here's the thing. The streptococcus bacteria has varying amounts of um, toxins that it can release like some strains of it are, are, are very toxic and others are less and that's one of the reasons that we think that you know this bacteria which is normally you know all which is all over us sometimes causes these really severe infections and and what happens is is the bacteria gets into a certain location where it's hard for the body to take care of it and that's along the fascia the muscles so fascia is basically a um it's kind of a fibrous tissue that covers things in our body like for mm-hmm. example muscle and it's sort of avascular meaning there's not a lot of blood flow in it and blood flow is how our body fights infection so the fascia so necrotizing fasciitis means a death of infection along fascia okay if you're going to break down those words um, it can be multibacterial, it can be caused by staph vibrio and clostridium I think a lot of times what happens is when necrotizing fasciitis starts, it just creates a condition where any bacteria can flourish, Uh and so that's why when you culture it late, you're going to see a lot of bacteria. There is a subvariant of this that we are going to talk about because I have the wildest pictures ever that I'm going to show you guys, and it's called Fournier's gangrene, and that's necrotizing fasciitis of the perineum or the crotch. Cool. It's specific (laughs) to the crotch. I don't know why they gave necrotizing fasciitis of the crotch its own name. Is that what
2: what is gangrene because i know I've, so, I, I heard that
0: yeah. you hear that all the yeah, time from like gang-
2: soldiers getting it
0: yeah so gas gangrene uh, is like basically a condition where you get dead tissue due to injury or infection yeah okay. gangrene gangrene just means dead you know dead tissue okay so, yeah all right so how does this thing present right because you don't want to have necrotizing an fasciitis, <laughs> and i will tell you that it is very very lethal in the past, I always said that the mortality rate for this was about fifty percent, meaning you know if you get necrotizing fasciitis, it's a coin flip whether you live or die. Now there's a lot of factors that go into that. For example, if you get necrotizing fasciitis, you're at home and you don't seek treatment, and your death rate is hundred percent. One hundred percent. You can't survive this without enormous amounts of medical intervention. Um, When I looked at the data, the number I got was like 30% mortality rate. And I think that number is specific to if you get to the hospital with it, what's your mortality rate. So I think the overall mortality rate does really stand around 50% because a lot of people present really late to where there's not that much to do. So because this thing is so lethal, you really want to know if you might have it. Now, not to make hypercondiacs out of all you guys here in the studio and all you people watching it is really rare okay? okay but there are some hallmark symptoms of necrotizing fasciitis that really kind of distinguish it from other infections and and there's there's two things one it is rapidly progressing this is an infection that you will see a spot that's red and you come back an hour later and it's this big and you come back another hour later and it's this big this stuff progresses like almost to the point that you can visually see it which is Very unusual for infections. Most infections are more slow and insidious. Um, The other thing that really distinguishes necrotizing fasciitis is a a term called pain out of proportion, which means that if someone has necrotizing fasciitis and it's just starting and you go and you touch it, they will scream. Mm -hmm. It is very, very painful because the infection is along the muscle versus most soft tissue infections, which are more superficial, they might be sore but they're not to the point where you would be screaming if somebody touched it. So rapidly progressing, pain out of proportion. The other thing that's really hallmark for necrotizing fasciitis is really unusual appearances of the skin. And I got an awesome picture I'm going to show you guys in a minute, but I'm going like to warn everybody before we do that um the other thing that you can get that well, no it's um, bad The stuff is like bad. Is it,
2: is it is it the crotch one I
0: have that one and some <laughs> other ones man this is today's show Is I hope we don't get banned because of this. <laughs> I'm gonna put some disclaimers out there but they are some laugh photos <laughs> yeah, yeah don't be cheating now Trump. just looking at them ahead of time <laughs> man all right the other thing that the necrotizing fasciitis causes and the reason that it causes death is it causes systemic symptoms right so if you get a cellulitis you know say on your leg It'll be red, it'll be sore, but you won't have symptoms elsewhere in general. Necrotizing fasciitis is the complete opposite. What kills you is not the death of the tissue at the location, it's the response that it causes on your body, those toxins start multiplying as the tissue dies and the bacteria start cranking them out and suddenly your heart goes into failure, your lungs go into failure, your kidneys go into failure. And how you'd see that manifested early on would be things like extreme fever, tachycardia, confusion. I think we were talking about sepsis the other day. That's sepsis, you know, those are the symptoms. So uh, if any of those symptoms that I talked about, you know, if if you have them, I mean, seriously, seek out medical attention, man. This stuff is no joke, and it can kill you. So as far as risk factors, right, because you want to know what puts you at risk. You were talking about jumping into a lake. I mean, realistically, that's not a risk factor for necrotizing fasciitis. Like, a risk factor would be a break in your skin. Okay. Now, but that thing is, that happens all the time. It yeah. you know? But But a break in the skin does allow the bacteria, Streptococcus, which is normally on your skin, to get on the inside. Yes. Our skin is an amazing barrier for infection. It's amazing. But when it breaks down... That's a weak spot for bacteria to get in. And a lot of times you'll just get like a cellulitis or like a you know, run-of-the-mill soft tissue infection, but it can lead to necrotizing fasciitis. The other things that can lead to it are a weak immune system, diabetes, chronic illnesses, alcoholism, and it's actually a lot more prevalent in men for whatever reason. So um, as I said, the death is caused by sepsis and, and multi-system organ failure. Um, the other thing is if you survive it, you're left behind with an enormous wound. Because the way that you treat this is multifactorial. One, you have to get rid of the area of infection. And that means aggressively debriding, like removing huge amounts of tissue. Because the tissue is dying, and it's spreading fast, and you got to get ahead of it. And I got a couple pictures that show that. Um, And then it also takes a lot of antibiotics. And that's just to save your life. But then you have to come back and reconstruct whatever hole is left behind mm-hmm. from 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 all that cutting and that's why i have such a lot of experience with this I, I did general and trauma surgery for five years and in that time i saw tons of necrotizing fasciitis because i was the one that was cutting it out as a plastic surgeon now i'm the guy that's fixing the wounds and occasionally i'm the guy that that diagnoses it because somebody has something weird and they asked me to see it in the hospital and i actually uh one of the patients or pictures i'm going to show is the lady and i literally saved her life like I got consoled they said this is a really weird wound can you come check it out and i, I looked at it and i put a mark on it and i said this looks very worrisome i'm going to put a mark here i'm going to come back in an hour and when i came back my mark was here and it was this big mm-hmm. and i was like that's necrotizing fasciitis and we took her to the or and it was and uh, we saved her life um but but yeah i mean then we have to go back and, and fix fix the wounds i've done made.
2: that before was uh, uh somebody i knew had MRSA on their leg yeah and uh, it was really red. And you marked it? And I put a circle around it. I was like, Dude. this looks really disgusting. Then- it looked like a huge, um, it hadn't broken the skin yet. Yeah. It was, um, looked like a ginormous like, spider bite.
0: Right, and then did it grow outside of the mark? Uh-huh. Whenever
2: yeah. they woke up, it was. That's outside a really of the mark. smart
0: way, Sarah. That's really that's a really smart thing uh, that you did, uh, and it's a really um, good thing for people to know that you know if you're at home and you have a cellulitis and maybe it's not like necrotizing fasciitis, right? Because your chance of getting cellulitis is exponentially higher than getting necrotizing yeah. fasciitis, but. So you have an infection and you want to know if it's getting better or getting worse, take a Sharpie pen and mark the edges yeah. of it and see if the redness is growing out and of it if it's just or like shrinking.
2: Tender, like abnormally yeah. tender. That's like a normal a...
0: cellulitis. That's cellulitis. Yeah, yeah, pretty standard. Yeah. Um all right. It's about to be picture time. So if you're <laughs> squeamish, if you're squeamish, turn away. <laughs> These are pictures of people who have flesh-eating bacteria. All right. fill up the first one, Travis. Okay. This is probably the most classic picture you could ever show anyone of necrotizing fasciitis. So what, I'm gonna sh- what you're looking at is an abdomen or a belly and you see normal skin on the right and the left. On the top part you see area I already debrided, okay? So this is actually I wish I'd taken a ton of pictures of this. This is from literally decades ago back when, you know, cameras were not as prevalent. I only took like one or two pictures just because it was so interesting. If I if it was in the day of like cell phones, I would have taken 100. But what you got in the top part is wound that I've already debrided and I came back the next morning and that whitish area mm. that's almost like crescent moon shape Puss. is the active necrotizing fasciitis. And you said it, pus, right? If you took that tissue and you squeezed it, you could literally squeeze pus out of it. And you see how there's like a black rim on the bottom side of it? Yeah. That's, that's dead tissue like that mm-hmm. hasn't progressed on to just being pure pus. And mm-hmm. then you see the red below that. That is the most classic picture I could ever show anyone of a, of a necrotizing fasciitis that is active and, and potentially going to kill someone. You, you, when, as soon as I saw that, I dropped everything I was doing. I took her right back to the OR. And so, um, yeah, save say that picture in your mind because that is necrotizing fasciitis and one of the best pictures you'll ever see. All right, the next picture is after I got ahead of all of it. So this is a picture of an abdomen. And that's how much tissue I had to debride in order to stop her infection and, 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 and save save her life.
2: How mu- How long does it take for your skin to grow back?
0: I skin grafted that? her, yeah. Okay. And I that's don't have a like picture of it. I wish I did. Lowered. Like I said, this was like decades ago. Um, I've used this 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 case study and like in talks like in the past because it's so amazing. But I didn't take like tons of pictures because I mean I literally had to take it with like a regular camera. Well, maybe not like a 35 millimeter camera, but but it wasn't like a phone, right? Like I had to bring a camera up and take pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was—I think I did that in my training, actually. It was that far—that far back ago. Um, but yeah, that's the wound. In order to get ahead of that infection, I had to make the wound that big, and and the patient got sick. Like you know, it wasn't like she was totally fine. Like she was starting to like go down because of the amount of toxins and the amount of necrosis on yeah. her body. And luckily, I was able to get ahead of it saved her life came back skin grafter and you know she went on to live a very full life i'm sure um but yeah that's a pretty classic picker for next batch so right, next All right, that this is Fournier's gangrene now this is a this is a very nice patient I did this very recently um I asked him if I could share his pictures because they are kind of sensitive and he said he would be happy to help educate people so this is a man and that is his crotch and that is where his penis and his testicles used to be yeah the, the the necrotizing fasciitis completely necrosed them off like it took them off
1: now let me ask you this and this is a serious question yeah do they do they like fall off do they deteriorate do they just like yeah. disintegrate they deteriorate
0: no no they deteriorate and what happens is you'll end up cutting them off because and i don't have a picture of what it looked like before i wish i did which i'm not even sure if i could show that because can you show a penis on YouTube? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> I'm sure some have. If has. it's medical, I mean, I mean, not. Yeah, you know, I don't know how the rules are, but um, but I don't have a picture. But what happened is you would have seen. You remember how that tissue looked on the on the tummy, trilus, where it was kind of white and black and yeah. it just looked horrible. Well, I mean, that's what the penis would have looked like. And because there was so much infection on it and it was potentially going to kill him, the doctor just took everything off. Right. You know, they did the right thing. I mean, it was either that or he's dead. Right. That's your choices. Don't have a penis and testicles or you die. I well, mean, are you able to put a new one on? Well, that is a fantastic question, Trellvis. Technically, we can recreate penises. It is a super extremely complex surgery because wow. then you're having to reroute things like your urethra and all of that yeah now, So the thing like
2: he he has to use like a bag to so here's the
0: thing great great question he is actually a a, a diabetic he's an end-stage renal disease and he makes no urine oh wow he's on dialysis yeah uh, that would have made it much more difficult if he was still making urine because then you got to figure out what to do with the urine flow but what we would have done is what's called a super catheter and basically put a catheter through his skin into his bladder but he didn't make urine and that made this a lot easier to deal with. And so this guy is an older gentleman, you know, elderly, I don't want to, you know, say he's the age, but he's an elderly gentleman. I and mean, he had no interest in trying to reconstruct a penis. Sure. Like this guy is, you know, a great guy, but you know, a little later in his life, he's got a lot of medical issues. He just wanted to have this wound dealt with. And so this showed up to you know, the place where I do all my wound clinics, Horizon Medical Center, we see the hardest of the hard wounds and no one had a plan for what to do. So I was like, okay, I got this, I can take care of this. So my plan was to breed this wound up, get it clean, get it to start contracting down and close it. All right, so show the next picture. So this is a couple weeks later. So you can see, even without any medical training i would assume that you guys would say this picture looks better than the last yeah. picture absolutely like it doesn't have all the dead tissue you're starting to see red which is generally very favorable because that shows very healthy vascularized tissue mm-hmm. there's still a couple specs that we were working on and i was i was debriding this or meaning you know cleaning off dead tissue like regularly to get this to that point all right so the next one all right man this thing's really starting to shrink down at this point we're using a vacuum dressing which is a uh, a, a newer type of dressing in the past 20 years, which is very effective at creating new tissue growth and closing down wounds, and you see it's working really, really well. Like the wound looks healthy, the wound is shrinking. Uh, let's go to the next one, Travis. Oh, that's it. I closed it. There we go. So I closed him up. Now this is a man, not a woman. I know it might, you know, all right, censors on social media. This is not a naked woman's crotch. This is a man right. who has had reconstructive surgery to close a very massive wound and it, you know, it's all closed up. I mean, yeah, granted, he doesn't have a penis or testicles anymore, but I mean, at his age, that was not his main concern. He just wanted to kind of live out the rest of his life and survive. And we took care of the problem.
1: Now, one question I have, when you have, when you have the wound, um how it was like you know in the progressive stages that it was yeah. you can't put pants on what do you
0: do like do you have to cover it are you able to put this guy was in a facility he was in a long-term facility where i work for for about two months to get get that all fixed up ah okay yeah. so he stayed there and he stayed there he just wore a gown or something yeah he wears a gown yeah he it's says. like a hospital gown yeah, yeah for sure yeah because uh that wound would be a little complex to send him out like uh he had a lot of issues like sadly this guy was not even from texas he was from another state he was in here for some family event and he got necrotizing fasciitis just randomly ended up you know in the er and then you know three months go by before he's even able that to go is back That's so home. scary That is crazy stuff right now that he hurt. does have <laughs> risk factors he's male okay. he's diabetic and he's um, old. he has chronic illnesses mm-hmm. right so he is a big time setup for fournier's gangrene or necrotizing fasciitis now, now that doesn't mean that every person with those problems gets that right because there's only about 3,000 cases a year in the United States. Um, yeah,
2: I was, I'm just more interested in like things Tell me, like where, like things you're not supposed, like things you're supposed to avoid. Man,
0: I'll tell you, it's like trying to prepare for like an asteroid strike, right? I mean, how do you, how do you prepare yourself to not get hit by a meteor? I mean, you (laughs) can't, it's hard to do. It's just, if it happens, you have to recognize it and say, okay, This, these symptoms are not right. Like I shouldn't have this much pain. This redness shouldn't be spreading that Mm -hmm. fast. I need to get to a doctor. Yeah. Real
1: quick to Dr. Herman, um, Betty Belcher.
0: Hey Betty.
1: Yes. We love you Betty. Tapping in. I think on Facebook.
0: Oh, hi Betty. She says
1: she's got so many compliments after seeing you and you're the best.
0: Oh, that's really sweet. We love her. She is a very nice person that, as she has said, has come to our office and we really cherish her and, and really appreciate you watching Betty. Thank you so much. You're,
1: you're great. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Helms on, on uh, YouTube says, well, this sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is horrible,
0: man. You yeah. don't want to get necrotizing so, fasciitis. Some
2: life-changing stuff right there.
0: Yeah. I have another patient um, that I don't have pictures. And, and honestly, she'd probably would let me use them. I just haven't seen her in a long time. Uh, another patient I had was out of the country, got necrotizing fasciitis in a foreign country. And they. You know, I'm always nervous about medical care outside of the United States, especially in smaller countries, but they did save her life. And when she came back to the United States, she had a massive wound. And, you know, she, she was not the most petite person ever. And so when I say the descriptions of the wound, you'd be like, how could she have it? Her wound was about this wide, no, about this long, about that wide, and about this deep. Mm. Like literally like the size of like a fish tank. It was massive. And she did not want to have surgery she just wanted to heal that wound you know naturally without trying to do a flap or something complex and it took us over a year to get her wound healed over crazy. a year from necrotizing fasciitis and we did and she's all healed up at this point um, but man it was I mean it was literally a year of her life just healing a wound from necrotizing that's so weird crazy stuff right isn't yeah. it it really Dude, is it's wild man I you know like I said Remember those symptoms, rapidly progressing, pain out of proportion, really weird skin. If, if you have those symptoms, like, you know, don't be alarmed, but go to the ER and have somebody look at it. So anyway, necrotizing fasciitis, good topic, right? Great topic. Love That's it. That's good information. All right. Now, going on to the second segment, which is equally wild, but in a very sad and just mystifying way, we have the story from this past week. Of the plastic surgeon who got arrested for murder, did you guys hear about this?
1: Mm, I no. have heard about this one.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. So we got it. film up there, Travis. Arrested <coughs> for murder. All right. From where? Now this is all. This stuff is allegedly. Oh, where where did it happen? Tell me.
2: Florida. Bang!
0: She knew it. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Lord. It. She knew it. Hey, where's our list? We have a list of like. You know, Maybe it's because
2: they eat too much alligator croc. Like, you know, they eat that.
0: <laughs> Florida, stop eating all those crocodiles because it's really messing you guys
2: up. Like, what are they doing?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Man, this story blows my mind just because, and I have a lot I want to talk about this. So I hope you guys are ready to, like, help me figure this out. Now, this is all allegedly, allegedly, this guy was arrested for murder for allegedly killing somebody. His name is Dr. Tomas Kosowski. He's 44, and he graduated Dartmouth.
2: Ah, murderer. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good school, man. Dartmouth, man. Great school up in New Hampshire. Love New Hampshire, by the way. Live free or die. Okay, so he is <laughs> accused of murdering attorney Stephen Causey. and it's terrible. Like, I don't want to make fun. I don't want to laugh about that. Like, someone died here. Uh, and he was a lawyer, and this lawyer was representing the plastic surgery practice that this surgeon was suing. It's bizarre, right? So it was the Loffer Institute of Plastic Surgery in, in, I think, Clearwater, Florida or somewhere around Mm -hmm. that location. And this plastic surgeon was suing them. And if I remember correctly from the articles, uh, he was suing them because he said that their billing person didn't bill properly and it caused this guy to get a lot of negative feedback online and it ruined his career. And so he was suing them for some, you know, monetary amount, Mm -hmm. you know, because of, of, of his... Perceived wrongdoing uh, Mm -hmm. through the company, and this guy that was murdered allegedly by him was the lawyer for the defense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I mean, I had to like kind of like draw that out to kind of figure (laughs) it out. So, so this is just crazy. So what what they have, you know, and why they think this guy did it is they have surveillance video of the law office where this guy works. Mm And there's a video that shows this surgeon walking in at like eight in the morning, and he's carrying a giant box and a duffel bag or a backpack. And then two hours later on the same camera, he comes out in different clothes and he's pushing a cart, and there's something wrapped in a tarp in the cart. And this is like in the morning, like ten thirty in the morning, okay? And then there's another video later of him in his car, like from a like a gas station or something, and his car is driving by, and it's a pickup and you can see something in the pickup bed that's like the same wrapped up tart, okay? All right, well, that's really weird. Well, here's what happened on the inside. The guy showed up to work, the lawyer. Uh, he, was, he was writing an email to somebody and uh, one of his coworkers noticed that, you know, he got up and never came back. And so the guy's like, well, that's weird. Where's, you know, uh, you know Mr. Kazi, the lawyer? And he goes into the bathroom and he sees pools of blood. And he's like what in the world so he calls 911 and so police come and they can't find him can't find the lawyer there's
2: just random there's just blood in the bathroom just
0: blood in the bathroom all right so the police do their police work and somehow id this guy i assume from the video Mm -hmm. and they go to his house and i guess this is like the next day or or the day after and in his car they find blood and they find fibers from the crime scene. And they also found a bag that contained a ballistic vest, so a bulletproof vest with blood on it, a mask, taser, brass knuckles, duct tape, and IV sedatives. So they found all this stuff in his bag. And they, don't, they can't find a body. Like, they don't, there's no body.
2: I know where it is. Where
0: yeah. do you think it is? In the swamp. You think so? Alligator. I was going to talk about that.
2: Crocodiles got it.
0: So they arrested this guy, and you know, it. I mean, based on the evidence, as reported by the news, it is a little worrisome that this plastic surgeon killed this guy.
2: Yeah, that's really that's.
0: I mean, I don't know what to say. I I, I want to talk about this because um, I'm not sure what what we can learn from this, but I, 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 I it just it just blows my mind that. I, this guy had to be mentally unstable right i mean obviously if you're gonna yeah, kill somebody...
2: do people that like um like with your like you do have a, t- a type of power really like you know like in like terms a knowledge of knowledge
0: power you think or that
2: what? and like a res- like you like if some when you say you're a doctor people immediately look to you as like a leader in some ways yeah so it's like i feel like people should have like some type of mental
0: like, evaluation yes
2: <laughs> like if you like
0: sarah thinks all doctors need a mental evaluation <laughs> and i agree with her
2: <laughs> like no, i feel kidding, like, but...
0: like yeah
2: i'm not like not like oh you're depressed so you can't be a doctor like no you're a danger to society Right. because remember, remember be dr a... death
0: and yeah. you know the guy that was spiking the iv bags with you know the paralytics
2: yeah because y'all have Crazy to face stuff. a lot of moral yeah. difficulties a lot of the times and y'all are in charge of people's lives so it's you know like,
0: here's the part i don't understand right it's
2: crazy that somebody would do that i
0: get that this guy is suing this company because he thinks he got wrong like
2: for like a slander
0: kind of thing like, or, or like know? a mismanagement that causes him to like you know have issues with his career i mean i get that right you're upset about that but i mean
2: but how would killing the lawyer make yeah, his the, career exactly, any better how
0: does that make it any better like it doesn't fix that problem problem like he's just the lawyer like if if he dies they're gonna replace him with another lawyer it doesn't yeah it doesn't stop this from happening so like I don't know if maybe this was like malicious thing like he maybe the lawyer really made him angry and he's like okay it had to be
2: more personal than we right it has to
0: be more personal than from business but then that's just weird too. I mean,
2: isn't that it, usually how murder is? It seems I mean, but, superficial at the beginning, like it's for this, yeah. but it's usually Here's the thing like that, that I have
0: that, and and this might be the wrong way to think about things, but to me, this guy's a plastic surgeon, right? He could pack up his crap, leave Florida, go to a different state, and get a job being a plastic surgeon and and live like a, an amazing life. Like, why would you do all this? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I mean. I get it like if you're desperate, like say you have no other options and you have to win this lawsuit yeah, or this you're guy gonna have
2: a family or anything?
0: The plastic surgeon? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great question. It didn't mention anything about a family, uh,
1: maybe about, his ego. Maybe his he ego?
0: Oh yeah,
2: his family is
0: his ego. Maybe. I mean that's a good that's a great point, Charles. I mean, maybe it was an ego thing yeah. that, you know I mean surgeons historically are very you know egocentric are and they? narcissistic mm. oh absolutely i mean without question and so you know um no it's not i mean it's not a joke like I mean, no i know i mean and, and honestly you have to to a certain degree have that type a personality yeah if you're going to be a surgeon because literally
2: well his, like historically most most um careers that like have like that type of um power aspect yeah. to it police officers right um anybody that wears like a uniform you know like that type of that when they're given a lot of power they have that type of
1: mindset yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying like it it, it kind of like follows the job almost like you almost <laughs> get corrupted by the job in a way so yeah. in, in some in some yeah. cases not all of you know, course you can't put a jacket on
0: everybody but in some cases you but can. Y-
2: yeah but and i will you're say a, you're a surgeon but you yeah, know i'm sure i will you know say this about
0: surgeons like when you're is. when you're in an or setting and when you're running a team and like my life is not this anymore but like when you're like say a general surgeon or a trauma surgeon mm-hmm. like your decisions are life or death and like yeah. people look to you to make decisions and when you yeah, say a, jump a
2: leader they yeah. need to say
0: how high because like whether or not they do their job could be the difference in life or death i mean mm-hmm. sort of like like a general in the military or something, right? Yeah. And so I, I wonder if, for some surgeons, when they get out into the like the non-medical, you know, parts of their life, that if people don't respond to that, like they, they take it personally, you know, because they're used to people just being, okay, I'll do whatever you want, and 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 that's not that's not reality, yeah. right? And so maybe that affects them. And, and you're right, it could be like a more kind of psychological thing. Yeah.
2: And obviously, not all people that have jobs as leaders
0: right or or psychopaths no i get it but (laughs) but i'm just you know we're just talking it through it's like how does this happen why did this happen it doesn't make sense you know as i said this guy's a plastic surgeon he could have gone to another state and you know got a job making good money
2: yeah he could have just you know not murdered somebody he could have
0: just not murdered someone right and so but and then the other thing too is how does this guy think he's not going to get caught i mean you know i always wonder And he
2: did it like in some like in a office In the middle of the day. Where there's, like, a secretary.
0: Right. I mean, I just don't get it, because, you know... That's weird. I always wondered, you know, and this is a very kind of dark thing to think, It's like, you know, would, like, a surgeon or, say, a doctor make a good, you know, serial killer? You ever watched Dexter?
2: I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it.
0: So Dexter was a... It was was on, like, HBO, right? uh, Showtime, but yes. It was a show about a blood splatter analyst who was a serial killer. Now, in the show, he would only kill bad people to make it, you know, more palatable, Mm -hmm. but... You know, I, I always wondered to a certain degree, would like a doctor or surgeon be a good serial killer? I mean, they do know a lot. Um, they're very, method- especially surgeons are extremely methodical. I mean, everything I do is planned out steps in advance because that's just how I think as a surgeon. Yeah. And so would that make, you know, someone good at getting away with murder? I mean, it's a very interesting question. This guy, obviously not. I mean, I mean, he did it in broad daylight.
2: And he left a pool left of blood. He left a pool of a blood. like, like
0: I mean, they're obviously going to track back to him. Yeah. Because, you know, if someone gets killed, it's like, okay, who benefits from this person getting killed? His name's going to be on the top 5. I mean, I don't this I don't understand any of it sketch it's probably just a moment of reaction didn't think it through and just well you would say that trovis but he had a whole box of like i'm gonna kill somebody" stuff and he had to go (laughs) buy that he had to go buy those things right (laughs) i mean this was like i wonder
2: wonder how long his i'm gonna kill somebody box was like sitting in his closet before he was like it's time
0: it's time (laughs) i don't know man like uh, there's just so much to unpack here and it's really sad i feel bad for the lawyer and his family i mean obviously it's a terrible tragedy and um yeah I just don't know what to say about it I, I you know I just I'm chalked it up that people learn. are messed up you know yeah
2: I want to learn more about who this guy is I,
0: well I'll keep I'll keep tabs on the story and see if anything else pops up about yeah, it like it, about it to that. me it doesn't make a lot of sense and and I'm not saying that to say that this guy is innocent or you know I'm not saying he's innocent or guilty I'm just reporting what allegedly happened uh but I mean it looks pretty bad and I you know I don't Hopefully some it. kind of justice gets served for the family. Well, it's Florida, man. I mean, they serve justice up pretty quick down I'm there. Sure. It's like Texas. So I'm <laughs> I mean, sure. they're gonna they're I'm sure they'll figure it out. But Sheesh. so yeah, thoughts for the family, that's terrible.
2: That is.
0: All right. That was kind of a depressing story, man. I'm even more depressed than when I was like preparing for it. Well, a lot of things. <laughs> we didn't like unpack it. I'm, I'm got... like
2: a lot of depressing things happened since the last time we. At our
1: show i think facts yeah. sometimes you got to get a little real you know what i'm saying like i know that, true right it, it's, it's cool with the the, the oh right and fluff. The shooting thing yeah yeah for sometimes those
0: babies i know man dude that's kids. just a whole nother thing this
2: i this it, like when i was dropping avery off at school i was like it's just like what it's just like mm-hmm. we trust society so much
0: dude you could have a whole show about like how to fix like all the problems and i'm not sure you could even it almost like scratch makes the me surface. just like
2: want to get avery and just sell everything and like just move school. T- just move somewhere like in the middle dude, of. dude let me tell you
0: though at the school um <laughs> at least in, in the argyle man they they have uh they have armed officers at all times yeah there's wow. a
2: police officer at avery's elementary school yeah. but it's like the way that 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 lady got into that private school she just got a, a, a weapon man. and just
0: I think part of the Shot issue the is that that was like a very small Doesn't, kind of like yeah. private church school, and so you they know, didn't. They
2: didn't have public police officers. That's yeah. why They'd have I know to pay like at the
0: schools. They're like serious at the in the town that I'm at about security. Like you know well, you can't yeah. just go up to the school, and mm-mm. you can't. You can only go in one way. Yeah. And there's like an armed person like at that. I don't know if all the schools ever have that.
1: Yeah. I think I'm, they need it. Mm-mm.
0: I was reading an article that said it would only cost like four billion dollars to put like a SWAT person at every school every day in america for the entire year i was like dude why don't they do that i don't get it <laughs> i don't want to get more depressed all right we're yeah, gonna, I know. This, that, that is a totally depressing story but
2: also not not also to be depressing but did you hear about the the lady i forget where she's from but she was she's in charge of a police department mm-hmm. and she was smuggling fentanyl
0: no, I'm going to have to look into that. Send me a link. El-
2: El- We've talked about fentanyl an before. An old white lady smuggling fentanyl. What? Her, oh and she was gosh. in charge of a police station.
0: I want to hear about that. You know, fentanyl is a hot topic, man. I we know. could talk about that a lot because it's a big problem. Jeez. You know, um, like the number of deaths from fentanyl uh, in, the, in 2022 was more than gunshots and car crashes combined. Just fentanyl deaths.
2: Is it, and it's, but it's because people are buying drugs with it, just like laced with it? all sorts
0: of reason. I mean, yes. Or they're just like fentanyl in my face. Oh. Yeah, everything. Well, we're going to retouch on that one. Okay, my last topic is not quite as depressing as the first two. Let's hear it. (laughs) All right. Now, this comes from, you know, sometimes I go with segments based on what do people ask me in the office, you know, or what do people ask me on social media? And this came from a question on social media, and I wish I could remember who sent me this. Uh, it wasn't just the other day, it was a little bit while back. And it was talking about the costs of plastic surgery. And of course you might think, oh well that's simple. It just you know costs X dollars. But it's kind of multifactorial. And so when people are considering having plastic surgery, I think it's important that they're aware of all of these potential costs. And so I break costs down into known and unknown. Okay. And so just kind of going over them. So what are the known costs if you want to have plastic surgery? Well, first off would be the surgeon fee. To me, that's usually the biggest fee, right? Because their surgeon is going to get a fee for doing your surgery. And that does tend to be the highest part of it. So that's something that, you know, you will find out when you go talk to your surgeon. My fee is X amount. Okay, pretty straightforward. Okay, what else? Well, there's the facility fee, right? You got to have your surgery somewhere. And sometimes that's a surgery center. Sometimes it's a uh, office OR. And there's going to be a fee for that so you're going to want to know what that is then anesthesia generally there's an anesthesiologist involved that person's going to get a fee right and so you know for example anesthesia fee might be 500 bucks something like that just depends on the length of the case facility fee might be a thousand bucks you know surgeon fee is going to be a big one that usually runs in the thousands of dollars mm-hmm. next is going to be any implants or devices so breast implants breast implants cost money So if you're getting breast augmentation, you've got to factor in how much the implants cost. So those four things, along with ancillary stuff such as bras, binders and whatnot, generally make up the very obvious costs of having surgery. And if you're going to go have a consult, your doctor should break down that stuff with you very clearly so that you see this is what I'm being charged and that's why I'm being charged this amount. Okay, but what else is there, right? Because Mm -hmm. there can be stuff after that. So you have to think of, how much time off work am I gonna need, right? I mean, if you're not working, you're not making money. And if you have surgery, generally you gotta take time off work. Or you might have restrictions for how much activity you can do, which would also affect whether or not you can work. So you need to talk with your doctor and say how much time am I gonna be off work and what are my restrictions that might affect my job? Because Mm -hmm. that is gonna indirectly Cost you money, right? Next are any medications, right? If you're gonna have surgery, you're gonna need things like pain medication. If you're getting implants, you're probably gonna need antibiotics. You yeah. might need nausea medications, and sometimes your insurance will pay that, and most of the time they will, even if you're having a cosmetic surgery. But there are fees for that, and it, and it all starts to add up. So uh, those would be the known costs that you would have to consider if you were having plastic surgery. Yeah. But here's the kicker. And this is why I think that it's not a great idea for people to have plastic surgery if they have to scrape like every last you know, dime together to do it. It's the unknown cost, because those can actually be as much as the known cost if something goes wrong. Yeah. So for example, say you have a surgery, and you have a complication, and you have to have another surgery. Are you going to be financially OK if that happens? Because the cost of that surgery may or may not be covered by your insurance. Yeah. So if there's a complication, it could have surgery fees, it could have supply fees, like say you have a wound and you need to do some dressing changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of times a surgeon will take care of that. For example, if, for me personally, if I have a patient that has a complication, they have to go back to surgery, I'm not gonna charge them anything. I'm not here to nickel and dime people. I just want people to have a good result and, you know, I'm really good at what I do, but I do tons of surgery, and you are going to have times when you have complications. If someone says they don't have complications, they're lying to you. Yeah. You know, there's an old saying in surgeries, if you're not having complications, you're not operating enough yeah. because there's a certain percentage of the time it's going to happen. So for me, if a patient has a complication, I don't charge them anything. If they need supplies, I generally give them to them. Now, not everyone's like me. You know, there may right. be a fee for other surgeons, so you just need to be aware of that. Also if you have a complication, this is going to keep you out of work longer? know these are things that you have to think about and lastly um, is you know if you need any revisions to your surgery you know I do a ton of tummy tucks and I will be very upfront with anyone who comes in for a consult that the biggest risk of that is healing issues along the incision Mm -hmm. mostly depending on how big the patient is and how much skin we're removing yeah and I will say probably the most common revision surgery I do out of all the surgeries I do is I'll revise tummy tuck scars from time to time because sometimes they don't heal perfectly and people wanna have a perfect scar. Yeah. Well, I don't charge people for revisions, but there is a fee for the surgery time to do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you are thinking about plastic surgery, it's very important that you feel comfortable with the financial burden that that brings along. And it's important that when you go and get a consult that they break down those numbers for you. Now, a lot of the stuff they can't tell you, especially things that are unknown, right? It's like, well, how much money would I need if I have a complication? The answer is going to be, you know, it depends on what your complication is. Right. I mean, it could right. be something, you know, very minor or it could be more expensive. Uh, so uh, I do appreciate those questions. Uh, I got that one from social media. Um, I'll have to look and see who sent it to me. I, I forgot. Um, I, I always like to give people a shout out and shame, a shame. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> but those are things that are important. And, you know, if you are thinking about having plastic surgery or, if, you know, a friend of yours You might send them this little video clip just so they can be educated because I think having a good experience in plastic surgery is all about education. Yeah, knowing the procedure, you know, knowing what you're going to have to do, knowing the instructions, the risks, and also knowing, you know, financially what you might have to be responsible for. Yeah,
2: patient doctor relationship communication.
0: It is. In fact, I know I've said this before, one of the (laughs) biggest drivers for malpractice cases in the United States, if you go down to a root cause, is poor communication between the patient and the doctor. It's well established.
2: Yep. And you've said that before on here many times. I have? Good. Yeah.
0: At least I'm consistent, right? Very. All right. So next week, no, we're not having more depressing topics, man. Gosh. I'm going to have to take like a, (laughs) what's the Prozac? I'm going to take a Prozac after this episode.
2: We'll ask, we can ask chat gpt
0: to i know ask chat pt to cheer me up on the way home <laughs>
2: mm-hmm,
0: yeah i want you to get an account of chat gpt make him do that's an episode homework.
2: for us happy
0: you know i make a happy episode about plastic surgery i don't know what it would say it'd probably say something along the lines of talk about how plastic surgery improves lives yeah. that's happy mm-hmm. and and tell a story about that
2: yeah
0: yeah we'll have to think about that All right, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, please like and subscribe, share it with your friends, leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. We'll see you next week.